Mary. Join me as we look at Disney destinations and what you need to know so you can be a jolly traveler. Well, hello. I am finally celebrating being in the single digit countdown before my next trip home and I could not be more excited. I have my bags 95% of the way packed and with five to 10 minutes notice, I could be well on my way to the airport and ready to go. I am ready to hit the road and get down there and get started on this exciting adventure. We wanna talk about a couple of things today on the podcast. The first thing I want to address is what I feel like is the most important and it is me telling you thank you. I have had several bookings just in the last couple of weeks of people that have been referrals from friends, family, past clients, and I cannot tell you how happy that makes me and how appreciative I am. I understand that everybody might not be ready to go to Disney right now, or you might have just gotten back, or whatever the situation is, But when you take the time to pass my information on to somebody else that might be contemplating going to Disney, I so appreciate it. You know, I'll look on social media and I'll see people that are trying to plan their own vacations and they're having a hard time. And I just want to just just jump through my phone and be like, it doesn't have to be this hard. There's somebody here that can help you and it won't cost you anything. But when I get referrals and repeat clients, it just, it means the world to me. And I could not thank you enough. You know, last year, I don't need to tell you what a crazy year that was just in general. But with the travel industry, it has been such a hard year. Just, you know, we've worked so hard and we had so many trips planned that were going to take place in 2020 and then it just completely shut down. And everything that we had worked so hard for and planned and worked with our clients on, that it was over. It was just over. And so we went through a year where our revenue, we're a business and the revenue just was not there. And so we're pretty much having to start from scratch and build back up. And I will tell you, this last week being the first kind of spring break travel week was the first week for me that it has felt normal. And it has felt so good having multiple groups of people traveling and getting pictures and feedback from them about what's happening. And it's just, it's feeling normal. And I'm so thankful. I've got my second wave of people going down there for this next week. And it's just been great. It's, you don't really realize how much you enjoy and appreciate something until it's taken from you for almost a year. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. My other agents, we're all just so very thankful and appreciate your trust. And just thank you for sharing our information with your friends and family and getting the word out there about our services. Because believe it or not, there are people that still have no idea that travel advisors exist, much less that we're free. So thank you so much again. That's the first and most important thing. I did not want to start into anything else before I gave y'all a big shout out and a huge thank you. Someone else that I want to mention that is really doing some phenomenal things these days is our guest that I had on the podcast. I I would say probably five or six 
episodes ago was Claire from Once Upon a Transformation. She was the previous cast member that now is doing Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique type makeovers or pirate makeovers or first haircuts. And she was a wonderful, wonderful guest on the podcast. And she is staying so busy. That girl, she is already booked up through the whole month of May. And we're just into the middle of March. So she is doing wonderful things. And we are so proud of her and her success. And I'm telling you this, if you've got a trip planned in the future past May and you're wanting to do this, you might want to be getting in touch with Claire because she's booking up and she's booking up fast because people can see and hear that what she does, that she truly loves, it comes through in her work and she is very sought after. So if you're wanting to get in with your little ones and have any of those things done with Claire, once upon a transformation, you'll want to get that booked sooner than later. So congratulations, Claire, on all of your success. I talked a little bit earlier about, you know, travel kind of getting back to normal and feeling like it's a little normal with the spring break travelers. And I just want to kind of report back what I've heard from my people that are there and kind of what I've been seeing online. I was interested to see what it would look like in the parks with all of the park passes for all of the four parks being completely booked for the whole week. That really hasn't happened since they have reduced capacity. And so I thought, well, I wonder how that's going to translate and look as far as crowds and wait times and everything. And I'm telling you, I'm still seeing pictures (laughs) that look like a dream compared to the way it looked before shutdowns. Now, I know you still will hear some people saying that the lines were long, the lines were this, the lines were that. And I'm telling you, there's always going to be lines at Disney always, always, always. The reason the lines look so long is because of the social distancing. You are going to have to wait. You might have to wait for something like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. There might be an hour wait. But if you think back to what it was before everything shut down, unless you were willing to sacrifice a couple of hours standing in a line or had a fast pass, you weren't riding Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So we just want to keep in mind that we don't want to be lulled into this Oh, things have gotten so much busier. Ah, yes, things are busier than they were in, say, August when there was nobody there. But the parks are a dream compared to what they were before the shutdowns. So just keep that in mind. I think it's so important to go into any vacation, any kind of travel situation with a good attitude having reasonable and realistic expectations, and don't ever have a sense of entitlement. Sometimes I will read posts in groups that I'm in on Facebook. There's different Disney groups, as you can imagine. I tend to frequent those groups just to kind of keep my eyes and ears open for everything that's going on. And some of those people have such a sense of entitlement. Or, you know, they get so, because some people go so often, they tend to lose the magic and they want to grumble about this, that, and the other. There's no trip that you're going to go on that's going to be perfect 100% of the time. None. I've been lots of places, done lots of things. And I mean, there's always going to have a little snafu or something's not going to go exactly the way that you thought it was going to go. But just keep a positive attitude and have realistic expectations. If you think that you're going to go on a trip to Disney 
and literally stand in no lines ever. Well, the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you pay to have a Disney VIP tour guide and you're going to be paying for that and you're going to be paying a lot for that. Most of us cannot afford that. But you just need to go into it and, and think, I'm here in a place where so many people would love to be. And I am lucky enough to be here. And okay, so it's raining right now. Well, that's, nobody chooses to be somewhere in the rain. But you can still have, I've had some of the best times ever in the rain. I've had a great time when I was at Disney and the parks got shut down because of a hurricane. Still had a good time. So you just want to keep those realistic expectations, have a good attitude, and don't be ugly to people. I don't know how I went down that rabbit hole, but I think I've just read and seen some things this week, and I'm like, what is wrong with people? It's like people's lost their minds. But anyway, spring break, <laughs> there's some people there that's lost their minds apparently, but spring break overall looks very promising. The crowds look very manageable. Um, one thing I do want to mention is that I had one of my clients that was there, and she's still there, and she let me know that um, they have magic bands. We have all the magic bands linked. They've got a credit card linked to their magic band. And for some reason, while they were there, at least two days that I know of, half of each of the days, their magic bands would not work to charge things to their band. So I just want to let you know that Sometimes in the Disney IT bubble world, things kind of glitch out. So you might always want to consider just carrying a debit card, credit card with you into the parks in the event that technology fails while you're there. And then you have a backup way to pay for your items should your magic band not work for whatever reason. But aside from that, it looks like everybody's had a great time. The weather has looked phenomenal just the pictures of the crystal blue skies and it's been warm you know some of the mornings would start out a little cool and then people are dressing in layers and the second week of uh, spring break it looks like it's going to hit the 90s so people might feel like the summer down there but so far everything has gone well and I'm just very excited to hear what everybody has to say when they get back from their trip so now I thought it might be fun to talk about some of my favorite places to visit at each of the theme parks that are kind of off the beaten path I thought I would pick one to start with from each of the theme parks and just talk about them and let you know why I chose them so we will start with Magic Kingdom. Let's start with Magic Kingdom. So Magic Kingdom is a just a beautiful place to go. Lots of things to do on the go, on the go. It's a pretty busy park. But sometimes if you just want to go somewhere, especially to cool down where it's not so busy and maybe have a little snack or a meal, I am a big fan of the Plaza Restaurant. The Plaza Restaurant is found at the end of Main Street on the right-hand side. And a lot of people are surprised when I go to talk to them about their dining options because in Magic Kingdom there's just not a ton of table service dining options. They're there. There's just not a ton of them. Now the Plaza is one of those table service restaurants but what I really enjoy about the Plaza restaurant is that it's very small. It's very intimate so it's a very quiet relaxing atmosphere to eat in. But probably my favorite thing is the whole front of it is a great big window. And when you're seated and you're eating your meal, you are looking out at Cinderella's Castle. And so I just love being able to sit there, especially in the months where it's so hot 
It is so nice to come in that plaza restaurant and have you sit down and just have you something to eat and cool down and have it be calm for a little bit. The kind of food they have there is just really basic American type food. It's not anything crazy. So if you have picky eaters, it's there's nothing crazy there. So there's something for everybody. And it's, it's at a very reasonable price point. Some of those table service meals can be very expensive. But I think Plaza is a great value. It's in a beautiful location and I just really enjoy it. With it being a table service restaurant, it is going to be one that you're going to want to have a reservation for with all table service restaurants. It's very important that you get those reservations in. So if you're considering that, if you're thinking, hmm, that might be a good place like for lunch in the heat of the day to just kind of calm down, have a nice meal. I highly recommend the Plaza restaurant. So now we're going to move over to Epcot. Epcot is a pretty big park. You know, the front of it is kind of um, where most of the things are going on as far as rides and things in Future World. And it is where most of the construction is being done now with Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're doing, uh, there was one whole building that was completely being redone and lots of work done to that. Mouse Gears, the biggest souvenir store is being redone. There's just a lot of activity in the front of the park. We're going to go to the back of the park to find my little hidden gem. And it's going to sound funny that I say this is a hidden gem because when you look at the outside of it, you're going to say, this does not look hidden to me. There is a line to get into this. So this is not very hidden. But the reason the line is there is not why you might think. The hidden gem is the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot. And the reason why I say it's a hidden gem, yes, Right now, with the COVID restrictions, you do stand in a line to go into the Mexico Pavilion because they're trying to keep the capacity down in there. The line for the Mexico Pavilion is not for the hidden gem that I'm going to be talking about inside. Most of those people are waiting in that line because the Mexico Pavilion, if you are a margarita connoisseur, has some of the best margaritas in Disney, or so I've been told. So a lot of people line up to go to this little bitty margarita place in the Mexico Pavilion and have a margarita. The hidden gem for me is the ride that's in the Mexico Pavilion, which is the Three Caballeros. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that have gone and come back and we would just be talking and they had no idea there was even a ride in there. I don't know, they just didn't even bother going in there. And it is the cutest ride. It's a ride that any age can enjoy. And so I thoroughly enjoy that. I would go into another hidden gem that's in the Mexico Pavilion, but we'll save that for a later discussion. But Three Caballeros, such a fun time. Another great thing to do to sit down and enjoy. Fun for any age. Hidden gem in Epcot. Now let's go to Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios, this might not sound like the best thing to tell you about the hidden gem at Hollywood Studios but for me, I really enjoy it. For me, the hidden gem at Hollywood Studios is behind the Fairfox Fair food booth. And this is found as you are going down Sunset Boulevard toward Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. And all it is basically is a huge covered area with lots of seating. And the reason I'm saying that is because there is a quick service area behind there where you could get you some food if you wanted to. There's some little snack areas in the area where if you wanted to get a snack and sit down. But I just love being in that area 
again, I feel like everything I'm talking about is to have a rest. (laughs) But if you're needing a place to rest, have a snack, whatever you need to do. There's not a lot of areas in Hollywood Studios that is covered. And this is a large area. And I really enjoy it because it is a great place to people watch because you can sit if you find a strategic table and you can people watch people going up and down Sunset Boulevard. You can hear the screams from the Tower of Terror. So I just think it's a fun place to go and hang out. If you saw a live that I did with my agents last year about this time, what was in February, these tables were actually where we went to try to get the boarding group for the Rise of the Resistance when you had to be in the parks to try to get that boarding group. That's one of my favorite little spots in Hollywood Studios. It's a just a great place to go and kind of get away from the, the hub and the bub of everything and it's covered which makes it feel much cooler. And last but not least, we're going to Animal Kingdom and and my hidden gem off the beaten path there is Rafiki's Planet Watch. Rafiki's Planet Watch, you will find it toward the back of the park, just to the side of Kilimanjaro Safaris. And it is the cutest little train ride that you take. And it will take you over to an area and you'll kind of get to see a little bit about where they keep the animals when they bring them in off of the savanna from Kilimanjaro Safaris. And there's also a petting zoo area and just some really nice little nature paths over there. And there's even a place where they have an art class at certain times during the day where they have a Disney cast member animator. Um, It's just not a regular Joe. It's not like me sitting down trying to teach you how to draw a bird. But they have like really legitimate people that are illustrators that can draw and they'll teach you, they'll pick an animal, a character of some sort, and then they will guide you into your making a masterpiece in creation that you can take home with you as well. A lot of people don't even know that's back there. You'll have to watch because that train usually closes a little, well, quite a bit before park close. So that's one of the things you might want to do toward midday. But it's, it's fun. Not only do you get that little train ride, and it's fun because the train has you, instead of like, if you go to sit in a train and you you're facing forward to the front of the train these seats have you seated to the side so you're kind of sitting in a different configuration than you would on most normal trains so that's kind of fun and then getting over there and getting to see all the little animals and I just think it's a real neat little area and like I said a lot of people don't know it's back there so it's not real crowded and just a nice place to go and and spend a little time in Animal Kingdom so those are my four off the beaten path things that I enjoy one in each of the theme parks that I wanted to share with you today. I hope to be able to record another podcast before I leave for my trip, but if I do not have one next week, then just know I'll be trying to get one together for the next week so I can report back on all the things that happened on this 10-day extravaganza trip back home. So until next time, friends, again, I'm going to end the podcast the way I started it and just thanking you for your support, your encouragement, your referrals. Just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Being a small business, every little bit helps and we greatly appreciate it and we're here to help you in any way we can. Until next time, thank you so much. Hello again. 
as I'm doing my editing for this recording, I'm laughing because I'm hearing tons of birds in the background. When I recorded this, it was a really pretty day and I had the window open and I did not realize that apparently we live amongst a flock of very active birds because you can hear them. I almost feel like Snow White as she's cleaning up her house with her little animals that I have all these birds surrounding me, but they are just outside having a party. And I think I also heard a train. So I'll have to remember for future recordings, even if it's pretty, to keep my windows down, to keep that background noise down. So sorry about that, but thank you again for tuning in and we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining me. I'm so grateful for our community. Until next time, whether traveling the world, the neighborhood, or just through life, remember, travel jolly.